Let us pray. Gracious Lord God, we thank you for your gracious chance to be in your presence and give thanks for this chance to hear your heart. Give thanks for this chance to gather God beside us. We may faithfully interpret what you have for us this evening. Good evening, friends, and welcome to another edition of Scripture Talk. Once again, live from Studio B. Um, it's called Studio B because this is the second studio that we've had. Um, I am Pastor Trey Comstock. With me as ever is... Sister Brandy, good evening. Pastor Scott Ketchot. And on the ones and twos... Stacy Tyler. Um, Stacy is so far away from me. He's like six feet and on the other side of a wall of monitors. Hello, Stacy. Yes, Literally a wall of monitors. <laughs> yes, this is <laughs> um, awesome. There's a 32-inch Dell and a 24-inch Dell and a 20... Anyways, it's the, the monist... Be jealous. Be it's very not jealous. Just the church that grows a monitor forest. Everywhere I go, I grow a monitor forest <laughs> because it turns out that you just never have enough monitors, and thanks to thrift stores, you can always get more monitors. I can always put more screens anywhere I am. <laughs> Anyways, our um, scripture this evening here for Scripture Talk, this podcast where we gather and talk about the scripture for the week. So we are going into uh, this kind of ramp up to Easter. Uh, so there are kind of four main days um, in this whoa um, in this ramp up to Easter, and uh, one of them is Palm Sunday. And so this Sunday uh, will be a Palm Sunday, um, where we get to look at uh, Jesus and his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. And so this year we're going to look at Mark's version of that in Mark uh, chapter eleven, verses one through eleven. When they were approaching Jerusalem at Bethphage and Bethany, near the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately, as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it. If anyone says to you, Why are you doing this? Just say this, The Lord needs it and will send it back, excuse me, The Lord needs it and will send it back here immediately. They went away and found a colt tied near a door outside in the street. As they were untying it, some of the bystanders said to them, What are you doing untying the colt? They told them what Jesus had said, and they allowed them to take it. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it and sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread leafy branches that they had cut in the fields. Then those who went ahead and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna, blessed is one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the kingdom of our ancestor David. Hosanna in the highest. Then he entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. And when he had looked around at everything as it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. I do like that in this telling, Jesus just does a circle, right? He comes to Bethany and Bethphage, he enters Jerusalem, and then he goes right back to Bethany. Um, so it's just a loop. And so this means he's coming in from Jerusalem from the east, down the Mount of Olives, and it, in some ways, Jesus, this means Jesus does this three times, right? Like he goes, um, comes from Bethany, triumphs in, goes back out, comes back in, on the night in which he gets arrested, goes back out, gets brought back in. He just keeps going back and forth out to Bethany and back in. Something I want us to pay attention to, and a way I always want us to think about scripture, is we know these story, a lot of these stories that we you know read on a cycle, right? Or these stories we come across every year. Do we stop and really look at what they're saying? Right? Like, what gets the most airtime in uh, Luke's story of the birth of Jesus? 
It's not the birth of Jesus. It is Mary in the lead up and it is the angels and the shepherds afterwards. Right. Right. That's mm-hmm. what actually gets all the yeah. airtime in the Christmas story. What gets all the airtime in Matthew's Christmas story? It's the three wise men. The, the, the birth of Jesus happened in this way and essentially, and Jesus is born. Right. So look where the airtime is. So what gets the airtime here in the triumphal entry as in, as told in Mark? It is not. The, it is not all the things we think of. We think of we think of the moment where Jesus enters Jerusalem. That that's the that's where the focus is, and certainly that that's that is here. But the donkey gets half of the gets half the airtime. Yeehaw. Right, half the text is devoted <laughs> to all of the weird details behind the cult logistics. It is okay. Go get the cult, and then they go. And this is what you're going to say. That sounds crazy, Jesus. I know it's going to work. And then they go and they get the cult, and it happens exactly the same way. And then they bring it to Jesus, and then they throw their cloaks on it. Um, and then there's like four verses left until the end of the passage. It's all about. <laughs> Mark's focus is laser locked on this donkey. This we call this the story of the triumphal entry in Jerusalem. Which this the proper title should be Jesus goes into Jerusalem on a quasi stolen donkey. Right. Like the, the donkey. The donkey's big day. Yeah. The donkey's big day. Right. It's, it's Grand Theft Auto, but back in the. The donkey only kind of gets stolen, and yeah. also Jesus goes into Jerusalem. Right. Like this is. You know, I, I'm looking at the section titles, titles in the, the online version of the Bible I'm looking at, and it says, Jesus, triumphal entry into Jerusalem. Uh-huh, that happens. But what about the donkey, man? <laughs> and, and, and it's hilarious because, you know, like, like, like Stacey was talking about, you know, it's kind of the Grand Theft Auto type other day, which, I mean, and if you keep thinking about it like that, um, yes, we're seeing aspects of prophecy and Jesus is foretelling, hey, here's what's going to happen. But the fact that they were okay with this, I mean, essentially someone... You go outside and someone has gotten into your car and you're like, what are you doing? No, no, it's oh, not even the that. the Lord needs it. Someone someone who's definitely not your neighbor has gotten into your neighbor's car. Because right. it's just bystanders. It's just people standing there going, yo, that's not, that's Bob's donkey. Why are you taking Bob's donkey? Don't worry, the Lord needs it. Honey. Oh, okay. Right. 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 Works for me. Okay. Okay. You know, totally. That I, I'm I'm good with that. We'll bring the, it back and promise. Right. And, and, and you know, and I, I do like that Mark and Jesus said this is not actually a theft. Um, they're gonna bring the you know they're gonna bring the donkey back. Yeah. Uh, which is helpful. Um, but it is it is definitely so okay. So what's up with this donkey? Not to right. be Jerry Seinfeld about this. What is up with what's this donkey? donkey? Right, but okay, what's up with this donkey? What's up with this donkey is all about prophecy. And specifically, um, it is Zechariah uh, chapter 9, verses 9 through 10. Um, and I'm going to read it because it, it's short and you'll start to understand um, why we're talking about this donkey. Rejoice, O daughter Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter Jerusalem. Lo, your king comes to you triumphant and victorious is he. Humble and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. He will cut off the chariot from Ephraim and the war horse from Jerusalem, and the battle bow shall be cut off, and he shall command peace to the nations. His dominion shall be from sea to sea, and from the re- from the river to the ends of the earth. You hear it, right? Like yeah. the donkey. The fo- this is why in Mark, or excuse me, in Matthew, it gets a little strange that it sounds almost like there are two animals. Um, that there's this donkey and there's the cult. No, it's the donkey and 
Jewish poetry repeats itself. That's the beauty of Semitic poetry. Mm-hmm. And so it is the donkey, the refrain, a, not another way of saying the exact same thing, the cult, a cult the full of a donkey. It's just a donkey. Yeah. And, you know, interesting enough, you, you have a very different look at how Jesus did his way of ruling than anything. I mean, especially in the time that they're in with the Romans, triumphantal entries yes. was the leader coming in on their 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 charge, their steed, yes. their uh, or their you know, chariot, the chariot, yeah, yeah, this this massive, powerful beast, and yet Jesus's triumphal entry is on a common animal that, and yet. It's still recognized the way the the people react and stuff, but yet, because they know the prophecy, yeah. right? That this is this is setting up a couple things, right? This is setting up all of the things that happen. Um, the cutting the palm branches and laying them down mm-hmm. um, is a reference to festivals that involve the waving of branches. Yeah. Um, the psalm mentioned, I believe it's Psalm one eighteen. Um, that the people sing, right, is a song about a Messiah, right? And and then Jesus comes in, in the way expected for a Messiah. Mm-hmm. This is putting an exclamation point on, this is the Messiah. That he's going to do something different than what everyone's expectations of a Messiah is, that's in the future, right? Yeah. Um, but still, he like he is the Messiah. And all of these details that i mean in some ways to us seem kind of silly right why why so much airtime to the donkey why do we care so darn much well because for the the donkey is key to what's being communicated in this moment that jesus is the messiah that this kingdom that's being that's being announced that's being victoriously announced right this is you know call i think we talked last year about jesus calling a shot right this is or at some point on a palm sunday with y'all i've talked about you know this is like the story of babe ruth calling a shot um this is jesus calling a shot and declaring victory before he's ever arrived but also it is emphasizing this is the messiah checking off the boxes of how you expect the Messiah to arrive. He's going to arrive. They're going to, these are the kinds of things you're going to say because it's the Messiah. This is the thing he's going to ride on. And so again, again, that is, that is Mark's laser focus on the donkey. Among, Mark doesn't just like this donkey. So I mean, he might. Like, he's but, making sure everything is being done and the Messiah is supposed right. to do. For him to say later on in the week, it is finished. Right. Yeah. He had that checklist and you, you go through, and a lot of the writers are very specific about the reason they have their focuses is showing because there were lots of prophecies in the Old Testament yes. about the Messiah and the suffering uh, servant and mm-hmm. all of that. And Jesus fulfilled every single one of them. And they showed this in the different ways that they write and their perspectives of what they highlight on. One highlights on you know, the specifics of his birth and how that would be or, or the specifics of him going into Egypt and back. And here it's like, oh, hey. Don't forget about the donkey. Right, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, and because the way Matthew and Luke get written, they have Mark as a reference text. So certainly the donkey shows up other places. But you've also got to realize Mark is the shortest gospel. Um, <laughs> Mark often provides the least amount of detail. We've talked a little bit about that with Mark before. That Mark, you know, has very has some of what Jesus says, but has way less of what Jesus has to say 
than Matthew and Luke. Because we maybe think that Mark thinks you're going to read that there was this book of the things that Jesus said, and Mark was trying to make the book of the things that Jesus did. And what Matthew and Luke did is take these two things and say, I'm gonna, we're going to make the book about what Jesus said and what Jesus did. We're not clear, but we know Mark's writing first, and we know that Mark gives us the least amount of detail, and we know that Mark gives us the least amount of what Jesus has to say. This is how he fits what Luke does in, what, 24 chapters, what John does in 20 chapters, what Matthew does in 28 chapters. Uh, Mark does in 16. Um, 16 really punchy chapters. Sneeze and you miss Mark. Which um, makes it even funnier right. that he's focusing so right. much on the donkey. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For Mark to give uh, anything um, that much text um, should should call your attention, right? Because Mark, you know, John will give, you know, John opens with, as we've talked about many times, John opens with this, like, sweeping about the creation of the universe. Um, Mark opens with Jesus starts his ministry. Right. Mark just Mark doesn't even bother with how Jesus is born. Right. The the donkey gets more than Jesus's birth in Mark. What I noticed, he left something out that was important about the people praising him and the Pharisees getting upset about it. And that uh, Jesus told him if the people hushed her praising the rock's going to cry out instead. So. I noticed he left that out in his writing here. No, I mean, he, so he, so clearly that's just not a piece that Mark's worried about. <laughs> Mark is not worried of even necessarily about the reaction of the Pharisee. What Mark is laser concerned with is all of the Messiah prophecies that we need to be worried about are fulfilled, mm-hmm. right? You have the donkey. You have the people celebrating in this way. You have the waving of the palm branches. The Mark, that this is the thing Mark cares about. This is the Messiah. The Messiah thing is happening. Um, and then, the you know, he just has, you know, and then he also has Jesus going into the temple, kind of completing mm-hmm. this journey, right? And once he gets there, then another weird detail, and then Jesus goes back. Um also, Jesus going back to Bethany. More text than the birth of Jesus gets in the Gospel of Mark. So Mark is less interested in, in a way that certainly Matthew and Luke are much more interested in the conflict narrative. Certainly Matthew is very interested in the kind of interplay and the conflict. Mark's less worried about that. Mark seemed, to me, my read is, Mark is laser line on this idea of the Messiah. Yeah. And the back and forth to Bethany just has me wondering, and I'll have to look at it, the, the different ones again to see, but... You know, he had friends there in yes. Bethany that he often uh, uh, stayed with. And I just wonder if it was just the logistics. He's, he's visiting with friends. He knows that he's coming down to the end of it. So he's spending time with them and then going back and forth. Well, and Jerusalem would have been, you know, this is the this is the Passover season. Jerusalem would have Places been jammed. Been full, you yeah. Know, I, you know, um, this is, you know, this is Jerusalem at its absolute fullest. And he's, a you know, they're, they're a large party. You know, we, we, we know of 12, but there's a lot more than just the 12 right. that are part of Jesus's, you know, entourage. kind of entourage, you know, um, you know, merry band of misfits. And so... <laughs> There may be a logistics piece to it, but there also here certainly the the entry is symbolic, yeah. and there is a like a compare and contrast that's set up right. Um, on this day, he enters in this way. On Palm Sunday, he enters in this way. Um, on that kind of fine line between Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday. Yeah. Um, on the night in which he gives himself up, he enter, re-enters Jerusalem down the same path, um, already in a very different way. Right. Um, in the hands of guards um, bound, um, you know, to be put on trial, not to enter the temple, um, but to be put on show trial and killed. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so certainly there is that like 
he is declaring victory here. He is declaring, you know, is being presented that it is self-evident. Here is the Messiah. Um, but there is also that contrast of, you know, what it's going to, what's going to happen, what it's going to take for him to become that, you know, to kind of not be already is the Messiah to kind of fulfill the purpose of what it is to be the Messiah. Yeah. He's going to go through a lot to be, to fulfill what he has been called to do. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt bad, but he'll get through it. He'll get up. And what's so interesting about this part of the story, the same people that were hollering Hosanna on Sunday are going to holler crucify him on Friday. Right. And that, again, that set like, um, that is not in that is not in Mark's emphasis, but certainly that's in like John, right? right. Spends yeah. a lot on, um, and, and you know, and, and you, you explore the character of Pilate, and you know that you know Pilate's a coward, um, you know Pilate is not evil. Pilate's not. It takes guts to be truly evil. Like what Pilate is is a coward, um, but yeah, this crowd um, that accepts him here rejects him later and so you have other accounts that kind of lay the groundwork for that because they care about foreshadowing mark cares not for foreshadowing mm-hmm. mark cares about this donkey darn it he wants that donkey. Uh, he wants the donkey yeah uh, spotlight on donkey so you know zoom in laser focus on the donkey right. um and that so he is not like it the crowd's rejection isn't just kind of emphasizes what it what it means to be a messiah but it's not doesn't make him a messiah or not right um because the crowd's rejection in some ways becomes symbolic of all of our rejection right it kind of stresses the point that it's that all of us do that same thing that the crowd does cry hosanna cry hosanna and then cry crucify right Mm -hmm. that anytime we sin anytime we you know step outside of what god has for us um we are doing the same thing the crowd does um, that flip that, you know, um, that, you know, it's another, you know, that thin line between Saturday night and Sunday morning. Um, it's all well and good to, you know, sing Hosanna, praise God on uh, Sunday morning. But what were you doing Saturday night? What were you doing 12 hours ago? Well, you know, um, we all do that. Yeah. And so the other gospels maybe emphasize that more. Um, but you can understand why Mark's less interested in that because of course the crowd rejects him. Mm-hmm. That's that, that's the story, right? That, that's the, that's the course of things. That's the way of things. Oh. Um, and so you still have, um, he's, he's still the Messiah, whether we stress the crowd or not. Right. Um, it is this kind of serial rejection by all of us. Um, not just the crowd there in Jerusalem, um, that makes Jesus sacrifice necessary or, um, you know, leads Jesus to want to make this sacrifice. Um, and I mean, he freely chooses it, but, um, it's all of our rejection, not just theirs. So So, trivia on a donkey. Uh, legend has it that the donkey is the only animal in the animal kingdom that has a cross on its back. And for said reason that sure. Jesus rode sure. on the donkey. I, mean, yeah. that's, that's yeah. a, I suspect that's a handy legend, but sure. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. M- much like the legend of the dogwood and all yeah. of those. Yeah, yeah that, but, was uh, a, that was in the paper the other day, and I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that sounds great. Maybe so, this is no. how people get, get, get confused by what's right. in Scripture. Yeah. What's up, Stacey? So I have a question. Uh-huh. Um, so... Um, when we talk about, uh, you know, on that Friday they were they were hollering Hosanna, and then on Sunday they were going to crucify him. Oh, backwards. Backwards. Oh, backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, is is that kind of the the earliest form of of what we can call now trending? No, it's like, not. That's just a part of humanity, right? Like, groupthink is a part of humanity. It, it yeah. is. Uh, it is perhaps 
but it's not always even a bad instinct, right? Um, but it does lead to things like witch trials, um, right. which is essentially what Jesus, you know, you know, it is that that humans are, you know, by our nature, social beings. Um, and that is part of God's plan for us, right? Um, to live in community, right? And to be able to live and function in community and get along with community and have ideas and norms spread within community. All of this is good. Um, like a lot of things that are good, they can be twisted by evil. Um, a chainsaw is inherently good. A chainsaw in the hands of, you know, Jason Voorhees is bad, right? But that doesn't make the chainsaw evil, you know, or like you can talk about the, the difference between, you know, consensual sex within a marriage and rape, right? Consensual sex within a marriage is inherently is a beautiful thing. Um, rape is evil, right? Um, we then end up like demonizing sex and that, that's not true. It's a gift from God. Um, it, but it can, this like thing that is a good, meant for a good purpose, can be used for ill. And in some ways, that, that gets to the heart of sin, right? right. Um, taking something that is meant to be good and life-giving, um, our ability to function and think in community, um, and then it becomes evil groupthink when evil people take that and manipulate it. Right, right. And, and, and the first thing, that was the first thing I thought of, too, was when you said that was the, the, the Salem witch trial. Yeah. Like that's the perfect example, or McCarthyism, or or, or, or McCarthyism. fill in the blank, right? Of course, yeah. Um, it like this is you know in some ways the the great test of leadership, um, particularly religious leadership, which is the kind of leadership I spend a lot of time thinking about, is what are you using these tools for? You have these very powerful tools, right. um, uh, particularly when you bring as as the as the temple hierarchy has, you bring religion into it. Um, you bring people's faith into it. How are you? Um, how are you instructing the faithful, knowing that they are? They're not stupid. Crowds of people aren't stupid. But when they're all gathered together in this specific context, looking to the leaders they've been trained to to listen to, what are you going to do with that? Right? What are you going to do in that moment? Whose purposes are you going to be serving in that moment? And what happens is, you know, this is kind of jumping forward a little bit in the story, but like the temple hierarchy clearly does just their own purpose, mm -hmm. right? And manipulates the crowd and whips up the crowd uh, for a way that is highly convenient for them. Which again reminds me of like sometimes what, what you know, like the media does today, like they whip us into a fury sure, and get us all upset over things that, we shouldn't necessarily be that upset. About. I, this 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 runs yeah. at the the heart of of populist politics. This runs at the heart of a lot of things, right? right? And it's just each side picks their target of who's doing that, right? For one side, it's the media. Uh, for one side, it's this kind of set of conservative pundits, right? Um, headed by the former president, right? It's like, but both sides of our national conversation th believe this is what's happening. They just pin the guilt on one side or pin the guilt on another side. Right. And it's really not a lot of difference in the way politics were in scripture. I mean, right. you look at Pilate and Herod passing uh -huh. Jesus back and forth right. rather one of them wanting to be the one who pulls the trigger on the decision so to speak and ultimately Pilate tries to take like you said the coward's way out claiming well I just wash my hands of it I'll leave it up to you yeah, I can't it. be yeah. held accountable I mean if his and, wife told him don't yeah. mess with it man and then you're like right. oh god yeah well that's so I, I see in um um uh in the chat um uh, Kandistroff says, I heard this morning that con the conspiracy, that the current conspiracy theaters, spirit, 
current conspiracy theories are modern day witch hunts. I think there's, I mean, they're slightly different, but yes, they play on that same, like, yeah. un, it is taking what is a gift, our ability to think in community, um, and manipulating that for the purpose of untruth. Um, Joe says, uh, group think TikTok, group think, tick, think TikTok friends, trends. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But often that just means that people are eating delicious. Everyone is eating the same delicious pasta. And so some of the TikTok trends, not all trends are bad. Right. I guess this is part of my point is yeah. that like at one point getting baptized on the day of Pentecost was a trend. Right. Like mm-hmm. this was a thing that thousands of people were doing all of a sudden, mm-hmm. like the ability for us all to move, uh, move in all at once in mighty ways is a gift from God uh, that gets manipulated into. Yes. Th- uh, yes. Tide pods. Um, <laughs> God, yeah. Uh-huh. Eating Tide pods. Eating tide you know, pods. Right. Like, it gets misused. Like, like that uh, scripture, you know, uh, there's freedom in all things but not all things are beneficial. Right, yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So what I, what I, I guess what I'm getting at is, you know, if we're tracking the trend charts, right? If I were um, if I were someone's social media manager, which thankfully I am not, uh, but if I were someone's social media manager and I was tracking tracking the trends of the day, right? On uh, on Palm Sunday, Jesus would be trending up. The Hosanna right, would be trending, yeah. right? Um, and then by Friday, crucify him is trending, yeah, right? And it's the same, and, and, and this often happens, both for good and for ill. Um, the same people who made the one thing trend are the same people making the other thing trend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, the hashtag would change from yes. hashtag yeah. hold down to hashtag crucify. Well, and as we as we see in yeah. our own time, as we see then, people can turn on a dime. You better know right? Um, it you know it can be all sunshines and roses until it isn't, um, and that is again that gets to um, that we can be influenced in a group is not bad. When people use that to manipulate, because Jesus is influencing people in a group on Palm Sunday, right? Jesus is doing the same functional thing on Palm Sunday that the temple leadership are doing on Good Friday. But Jesus is doing it for God's purpose and not his own power, right? right? Um, And the temple hierarchy are doing it for their own power. The, the The trend isn't the problem. It's who's leading the trend and what the purpose behind that trend is. That's the problem. And this is probably something we should always think about when something is trending. Um, you know, uh, who benefits? Who <laughs> bono? Who benefits? Right? Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, no Follow doubt. the money. Follow the money. Um, that's probably as good a place to bring this thing in for landing <laughs> as any. Uh, not sure what we learned today, but we learned something. The donkey. Um, we learned that the donkey was important. It right. is important. Um, if you have any feedback or donkey-based fan art for us, please <laughs> leave it in the comments somewhere, either here on Facebook, over on our over on our YouTube page. Um, over on our website, uh, palestinegrace.com slash video. You can email it to us, gracechurchpalestine at gmail.com. Don't forget there is an audio-only version of this show available after the fact. Um, just search Scripture Talk by Grace Church in your podcatcher of choice. And we will be back one week from today mm-hmm. um, for another fun-filled edition of Scripture Talk, looking at probably more than just the Easter text of Holy Week. We're probably going to look at yes. like a lot of the story um, so because I don't— I don't ever want us to skip through the valley. Like, right. don't skip through the valley, friends. Um, yeah. Like, it's great that we go from Jesus enters and then Jesus is saved. And Jesus saves us all. But, like, there's just all this <laughs> stuff that happens in the middle. Um, so, uh, to look at a Holy Week edition. Anyways, um, go in peace, love, and serve the Lord. Fear not. Stay well. God is with us. Now we dance. Yes. And because we all wear headphones, they can hear it.
keep threatening to buy Sydney like headphones with cat ears on them. Cool. Those would show up in the studio. <laughs> Fantastic. Good show. <laughs>